This is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I am with you. Do not be afraid, declares the Lord. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. And will rescue you Sage stood before a crowd who had gathered to hear his words of wisdom. His soft voice drifted through the still morning air. His soft voice drifted through the still morning air. Have a dream, then work towards your dream. 
the mediative stillness was suddenly ruptured by a shout from the crowd. Dreams don't come true. There was a long silence as the sage walked over to where the angry shout came from and gently and lovingly said, Dreams work for those who work at their dreams. Efforts wisely applied can make dreams come true. Where are your dreams? Have you given up on them? What will it take to make you work towards your dream? Know that lazy people want much, but get little. But those who work hard will prosper and be satisfied. Continue to work towards your dream. God bless you. My dear listener, today we bring you the concluding part of the topic, Wealth Creation Principle. Enjoy! Now, you see, do you know that, okay, best missionaries come from Christian home? Do you know that? You see, best missionaries come from Christian home. For we to even have Christianity here in Ghana, it were some people who devoted their time, who devoted their talent, to travel all the way from abroad to come here. In fact, you cannot do a missionary work until you are coming from a Christian home, a good one for that matter. So we are saying that best missionary will always come from Christian home. What? Who are these missionaries? They come to help society. They come to impart society. So the schools we are enjoying here, all the good things we are enjoying here as a result of missionary work. And this as a result of what? Good Christian home. So without it, you will not even have the edge and the need to do that. I have already told you that a good uh, Christian home is where we will have children who extend the good virtues they have learned in the house to their neighbors or your colleagues everywhere they will find themselves. I have also said that a result of a family unity is far-reaching. When your family is together, it's far-reaching. You don't need to tell it. When you are together, you don't need to tell it. People themselves will see and then will talk about it. And then when you had opportunity to answer yourself, you tell them it is by the grace of God. Right? You see, um, in the same book, Adventist Home, there is something that is stated here, and I really love it so much, that good men are needed more than great minds. Good men are needed more than great minds. She alludes that the world is not so much in need of good minds as of good men who will be a blessing in their homes and everywhere they find themselves. Okay, Counselor, this is what um, um, an inspiring writer just put right there. Do the leaders of the church today qualify per the biblical qualification that you must control your house? 
Right. The word used in King James was gravity. Are we then qualified as church leaders today per the biblical mm-hmm. qualification? You see, if oh, you, you are compromising. Oh, it's not compromise. The less of two evils. It's by the grace of God. It's by the grace of God. You see, um, we don't have angels here on earth. We are all human. And the scriptures say we have all fallen. But uh, in spite of our fallen nature, Christ has also shown us grace. It is out of this grace that we have the opportunity to serve as leaders of the church. Yes, in, in, in Timothy, we are counseled that if you are unable to take care of your home, you cannot take care of, your, of, the, of the church of God. You see, um, this is very clear. And it is a fact. It is not contestable. In her book, Desire of Ages, Ellen G. White states that secret sins are confessed secretly and open sins are confessed openly. When you have demonstrated publicly that you are a failure in taking care of your own home, your children have failed. You have failed in your marital duties and responsibilities and it is public. What good then do you have to lead? Is that the what the Bible the Bible implies? That is the implication. You see, I'm saying that of the Timothy uh, book you're talking about. Yes. Without that, so I can, if I inflict wounds on my wife or, or as a former me, if I do anything deviant or untoward or wayward as a potential church leader, once the public has not gotten to hear of it, then I'm okay with that. Is that what you're implying? Uh huh. That, that is the issue. Once, you see, um, leaders of the church are chosen and endorsed um, uh, by, by, by men, right? Okay. So for the church to have endorsed you as a leader, it means that to the best of our knowledge, to the best of our knowledge, we don't have anything against you as far as your family responsibilities are concerned. So it is left with you and your God for you as an individual to decide. So many people as leaders can deceive the church and people around and still hold leadership position, but they cannot deceive God. But for us as Christians or individuals, what we see is that which we can talk about. We are talking about the family. Let's assume you visit a colleague pastor who secretly, happening in the home alone, Right. You witness doing things that wouldn't warrant or qualify him to be a church leader. Would you shut up or keep your mouth shut? In that, at in a that committee instance, of appointments meeting, in that instant, it ceases to be a secret um, challenge. Only you. Yes. And the person may approach you. Yes. Uh, don't go help me out. What right. do you do? Yes. So if I should help you out. And the opportunity comes. You have not been able to help yourself. You have not been able to overcome that. And the opportunity the can, first time you can Sadonko seen him, yes, probably yes. he might have done that several. You see, your first time, yes, first time. And he said, Please help me out, please don't let them um, disqualify me from this church okay. position. You know, you know, something, you know, something. Why will someone be so ambitious of a position knowing very well that serving is a servant work, right? And that if I know sincerely that this individual has a challenge, even though it is not made public. And I go ahead to vote for that individual to become a leader of the church. If the leader fails, God will hold me also responsible. That is why I'm saying that 
This standard set by the Bible is for everyone to assess himself. But for the church to assess the individual, we can only assess the person based on what we have seen and that which we have witnessed. Okay? Apart from that, anything apart from that, we cannot talk about it. So we are saying that every leader must be assessed based on this standard set by Paul in the book of Timothy. That every leader must put his house in order. You must be seen to be a unifier. You must be seen to be a loving, a loving husband or wife. So that when you are entrusted with that leadership position, you will be able to extend that kind of love from your home to the people you are going to take care of. That unity, you can extend it. Do you know why we have a lot of chaos and disunity in our churches? It means, therefore, in our various homes, we are not united. In our various homes, we have challenges. So if you bring this um, disunity and, and, and this you know, deviant behavior from our homes and we come together as a community church, it means that we are going to create more problems in the church than we can imagine. That is why in most of our churches, we still have this challenge of disunity, backbiting, and what have you. If as a pastor, your son is a drug addict, how would you advise others to stay away from that addiction? If my son should be an addict, drug addict, number one, it is me that will have to be responsible for that. We said that last week. I will be, have been the cause of that, right? And um, because I accept responsibility that I am the cause, first of all, I will um, look for significant others who are responsible for the addict, the other person that you are talking about. Because I have done a little about drug addiction, I can tell you that the one who is addicted will not know that he has a challenge. So I will first approach significant others, those who are close to, to, to the addict, and then let them know the seriousness of the challenge and that they must really um, rally together to see how they can seek for help for that addict. And uh, I'll refer them to wherever they need to go so that they can you know, seek professional help so they can really come out of it. So that is professional point of view. Kanzadonko, yes. we have to end the conversation here. Enjoy your day. Or contribution, you can contact us on plus two three three two zero eight seven zero four five three two or plus two three three two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu dot edu dot gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five Adenta Greater Accra Region. Ghana, we will expect your feedback. I will praise thee, oh.
Is the moment of truth. Watching for you and for Hello, my wonderful listener. Once again, you are welcome to Moment of Truth. The Discover segment is a segment in which we discover very important Bible truths that we apply for our lives. We have been discussing this very important question. Does my life really matter to God? We started by saying God created a perfect world. The last time we spoke, we looked at how God created our world in six days and how he crowned creation with the creation, the special creation of man in his own image. Man in whom he has put the ability to think and choose, to remember, to understand and to love. And we ended by saying that Adam and Eve, God's first creation, were his children and they were inexpressibly dear to him. I indicated that the next time we talked, we'll be talking about how evil came to our world. And that is what we want to talk about today. Everything was made perfect. Everything was made out of love. And from the very beginning, it was a paradise. What happened? That's the question. Adam and Eve had everything to make them happy. They enjoyed perfect physical and mental health. Living in a beautiful garden in a flawless world. That is what we read about in Genesis chapter 2 verse 8. Now if you read from chapter 1 verses 28 to 31, you get that everything was perfect. And so they were living in a beautiful garden. They were living in a flawless world where nobody would go and steal anybody's something. No terrorists, nothing. God promised them children and the ability to do creative thinking and to find satisfaction in the work of their hands. They experience face-to-face fellowship with their maker. No trace of worry, no fear, no sickness. Nothing marred their blissful days. But the question is, how did the world change so drastically into a place of suffering and tragedy? 
The second and third chapters of Genesis tell the entire story of how sin entered our world. Read them at your leisure. But I want to give you a brief summary of the contents. We cannot read through the whole two chapters. But by way of summary of the contents, sometime after God established a perfect world, the devil came to the Garden of Eden to tempt Adam and Eve into disobeying their Creator. God limited the devil's sphere of influence to one tree in the garden, that is, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said, Adam and Eve, you can eat every tree, but for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, don't touch it, don't eat it. And he warned the first human couple to stay clear of this tree and never to eat its fruits, or they would die. That was a punishment. But one day, we are told that Eve, the woman, wandered over by the forbidden tree. The devil quickly launched into his sales pitch. He claimed God had lied to her and that if she ate the tree's fruit, she wouldn't die, but would become as wise as God himself knowing good and evil. Tragically, Eve ate them, and then she gave Adam, her husband, and he also ate. Before they ate this, they had only known good. They allowed the devil to con them, and they sampled the forbidden fruit, and they broke their bond of trust and obedience with God. God planned for Adam and Eve to rule over our world as the stewards of his created works. Because in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, he tells them that they were supposed to be stewards, to take care of everything that he has created, to have dominion. But because they broke faith with God and chose the devil as their new leader, the couple lost their jurisdiction. Today, the devil claims the world as his and tries his best to enslave its people. The world looks like it is his and he tries to enslave us, you and I. There are many times when we find ourselves doing something selfish or even cruel when we really want to do the opposite. Why? Because we have the invisible enemy, the devil. He works to make people feel morally. And so you want to do good, yet you find it difficult to do the good thing. You always find within you the tendency to do bad. So the devil rules our lives. Our first parents allowed the devil into their lives and he has taken control of the lives of them and their descendants. And that includes us. As you read chapter 3 of Genesis, I'm saying, get time. If possible, immediately after listening to this message, pick your Bible and read it. It is not too long. After reading, you will discover that sin caused Adam and Eve to hide from God in fear. Because when God came into the garden, they were afraid. They saw that they were naked. And so they decided to hide away from God. Sin did not only affect Adam and Eve, it affected the whole of creation. The trees started to wither. Thorns appeared along with flowers. The soil suffered with drought. The labor became a burden. There was trouble just because of a fruit that Adam and Eve ate. Disease began to strike at random. 
jealousy, animosity, greed multiplied, and human miseries continued to multiply. Most terrible of all, sin brought with it death. And that was how our perfect world welcomed evil, just a disobedience of the perfect rule of God, not to eat off a fruit. Our first parents did eat, and evil came to our world. So we want to say that, yes, it is indeed the devil who brought about sin into our world. We will talk about this devil the next time we continue, but until then... You've been listening to Cassandra and Thank you very much for staying with us once again. You can reach us on plus 233-208-704-532 or plus 233-030-705-1058 or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana P.O. Box AF 595 Adenta Greater Accra Region Ghana We will expect your feedback Ghana I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hands be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now. Thank you.